Welcome to the Village Idiots Podcast. I am your DM, Nathan. With me this evening, I have Nicole. Sup? Justin. Theo. And Emily. Hello. We are 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. We have a good time. We like to have fun. You know, all the things that D&D players like to do. But anyway, at the end of every episode, I name a village idiot who has to do the recap at the beginning of next week's episode. Guess what? It's next week, and the village idiot last week was Tora, a.k.a. Nicole. Yeah. For throwing up a wall of fire in the middle of a crowded (laughs) airport term, Grotty Tower. (laughs) So, uh, Nicole, yeah, can you, uh, can you fill us in on what happened last week on the Village Idiots podcast in Betweezen 1.5? I'll try. (laughs) Um, we were... We believe in you. Yeah, no. We were at the Thornburn estate. Uh, and is that what word we're using? I don't even know anymore. Yes. Compound makes it sound like Jonestown, so. Um, yeah, so we were at the Thornburn Estate, and, uh, what's Safina's dad's name? Yendak. Yendak was taken off to go to Intepa, and we told him that we'd meet him there. And so we left the compound, and we needed to go to the Grotty Tower because we were going to try to use uh, Marques Maxine's influence, uh, celebrity status, to see if we could get... Clout. Yeah, clout. If we could get into the Grotty Tower to take that instead of going the long way. Uh, so we found a carriage place, and we got like the fanciest carriage, and I was talking to the horses and... And we were riding in the carriage, and then we got to where the Grotty Tower was, and Pax, who had a sense that he was being followed before, definitely knew he was being followed this time. And he did some, like, sneaky stealth shit and found a Kenku. And I guess the Kenku was mad at him for taking his bounty, which was that Thorn guy that we first met. Then a fight started, and I threw up a wall of fire. And uh, last we saw everyone, you were surrounded by copper mantles. Oh, we were? Shit, I didn't yeah, know that. You were, you were surrounded by copper mantles. I don't remember exactly what they said, but it was something to the effect of, uh, you're all under arrest. <laughs> I don't recall sure. that bit. Wall well, of fire. <laughs> I remember wall of fire, and then you go, you're a village idiot, end of episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, well, uh, you know, let's just jump right into the episode then. Uh, you're all <laughs> under arrest. Put that wall of fire down. Get that magic out of here. Uh, break it up. Break it up. <laughs> you see some big brutish copper mantles coming up to you, uh, and you've got some more of the, um, some copper mantles towards the back who are, uh, dispelling the wall of fire. Uh, they're casting dispel magic upon your wall of fire, and it quickly is snuffed. So there are probably about two big brutes for each one of you, including the Kenku. So there are eight big brutes uh, coming to arrest you. Would you all like to resist? I would like to... I'm on the ground with the Kenku after having wrestled it to the ground, correct? If I recall? Yes. 
Yes. All right. I would like to uh, kind of flip the Kenku onto their their stomach and pull their arms behind their back and go to the copper mantles. It's okay. It's okay. I got him. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You all are coming into the station. Come on. Let's go to the checkpoint. After an assassination attempt? I don't think so. Are you this uh this Kenku tried to uh assassinate Madame Maxine over here. I don't I don't want to hear your sob story. Let's just let's let's go. Let's we're going to take all your names. We're going to get all of your information. We're going to put you in the books. And if what you say is true, maybe you'll go, maybe you won't. The only thing I know is that you're all going to be behind bars for a little while while we sort this all out. Um <laughs> I look at Maxine, Maxine, I'm like, come on. Maxine steps forward and she's like, oh, oh, uh, going anywhere? Um, I'm sorry. I don't think we've, we've been introduced properly. I am, uh, Marquess, uh, Maxine Monroe. I'm sure you've heard of me. Oh, a Marquess, huh? Yes, I know. It can be quite exciting your first time. <laughs> um, so we are actually looking, uh, we were just passing through and, uh, this, uh, trying to think of a name. Villain. I don't like that. Ne'er do well. Ruffian. Ruffian's good. This rapscallion. Rapscallion's better. This rapscallion. <laughs> Um, attempted to assault me and my wonderful bodyguard was just doing his job and contained the threat. And this is my simple friend that we brought with us and she's from the circle of all and doesn't understand that you don't make firewalls in an, a grotty tower, almost at airport, in a grotty tower. So, if you need to take her, we understand. But we need to go. Uh, and what? is that going to be okay? You're just so. Let me, me get this straight. Yes, you're a Marquess. Yes, this is your bodyguard. Yes, and this is your friend. Yes, and this rapscallion, you say? Yes, very good pronunciation. I'm proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Attempted to cut you. Cut? No. No. He assaulted me, which is much worse. I point to the the uh, the blade which is on the ground, the curvy swiggly ba- blade, and I go, yeah, he used that on the Marquess and I notion for her to show the ripped clothing that he had gotten to. He ripped my- yeah, he ripped my clothes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like show the part and I'm like, this, this is what he did to me. <laughs> Well, what you're saying now makes it seem like you all are some sort of, and he puts his hands up and does air quotes, party, let's say. (laughs) So you are a maligned party, and this rapscallion is another party, which means we need to get both, and this is the most aggressive air quotes he does, parties... Oy. To say what happened for the official record. Now come with me. I'm so sorry. We have somewhere to be. Ah, so do I. It's so right, go there. It's right over here. It's the checkpoint. And you'll be joining us. 
And as he says that, uh, one of the brutes puts his hand on your shoulder. Marquez. <gasps> um, I immediately turn around. Oh, no, no, no. And, uh, I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, don't touch me. <laughs> he does not remove his hand. Uh, she moves away. You can certainly try. Roll me an opposed strength check, please. Getting those dice rolls in early this episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's a ten. All right. You try and get away, and you are uh, unable to evade the grasp of this copper mantle. She looks up at him and is like, Listen, this is just all big misunderstanding. I'm coming quietly. You absolutely do not need to have your hands on me. And that is a persuasion. All right. Persuasion versus insight. Let's see if you got it. 17. Uh, he, the, the copper mantle who has his hand on your shoulder looks at you and kind of has a confused look on his face. And he uh, he removes his hand from your shoulder but he kind of holds on to, um, I imagine you've got like a, a sash or something that's coming off of your... your it's regime. a cape. Yeah, he holds on to your cape so that if you wanted to try and get away, you you would not be able to. Mm-hmm. Listen, we just we just need to take your statements. If you all just, if you all just go quiet, we can just get this over with. I mean, what's going to happen? Are you... You, you say a few words, and then you go, and you do your thing, and you do, you know, it's easy. Of course, and she smiles, and it's gross. Like, to anyone else, is like, she is being horribly sarcastic. Um, but she smiles, and she's like, we always help the police. Let's go. And she looks at the friends and, like, motions, like, let's go. Does the Kanku say anything at this point no nothing uh the kinku is pretty worse for wear at this point you all did a number on them if i remember correctly uh they're kind of out of it and the uh some of the copper mantles who had dispelled the wall of fire are coming up to tora and it looks like they've got a pair of handcuffs on them that have um well they're not handcuffs they're more manacles that have runes etched all over them Oh, and, so I can't uh, do magic. And there's a, a woman that comes up, uh, a female copper mantle, and she says, Now just don't try anything. I'm I'm just going to put these on you just for a second until we get your statement, and I'll take them right off, okay? We're all friends here. Oh, okay. This is just, this is for the public. It's for the good of all. You know about uh, the good of all, right? Uh, okay. Hate this. <laughs> Yeah, sure. All right. She uh, <laughs> shackles you up, uh, and as the um, as the locks click on the the manacles, you feel a little drained. I don't like this. like you're like you're a little weaker, like a Hercules. Yes. So uh, you are unable to cast spells right now. Clearly. There is a substantial crowd forming around all of you. Uh, it looks like there are some people that are a little singed, perhaps. Um, My bad. <laughs> but for the most part, there there is there's no one that's down or um, you know waylaid by your 
antics that you all have put on. Um, the One of the brutes has the Kenku, and they lead you all to the Grotty Tower. As we're walking, I want to get next to Tora and be like, just for the record, fire inside? Bad. You're actually outside. D- okay. <laughs> in this area. So maybe fire in public, bad. Fire <laughs> in crowded public area? Bad. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for your time. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. So sorry. So, you all are led to the, the Grotty Tower checkpoint and um, that you had, actually the one you had just passed through um, minutes ago. And you are directed to um, a holding cell where you all are set to wait so someone can take down your statement. This seems familiar. And in walks Tasvig Duvet. <laughs> I need your help. No, that is not what happens. There are uh, a lot of ruffians, rapscallions, hooligans, ne'er-do-wells, all, all sorts in this uh, holding cell. It, it's uh, about 30 by 30, all said and done. It's a big, big old square uh, holding cell for um, the not so civil types let's say uh you see uh, there's there's lot, lots of individuals here uh and you are sent in and uh the kenku is there with you he's uh come to a little bit and you all are there what would you all like to do <laughs> i'm standing right in front of the cell gate with my arms crossed waiting for someone to come back for me <laughs> okay. Well, so I I kind of want to like you said there were other people in this cell with us. Yeah. I feel like I would try to like talk to them and like make friends with them. Okay. Great. So who's in here with us? What are they? Uh there are uh there's a, a tiefling who uh keeps has a, a stick or something and uh, nothing that's sharp, and uh, oh yeah, all of your weapons have been taken. By the way, I'm sure. Yeah, um, before you were put in the holding cell, they were put up in a locker outside of the holding cell. So this tiefling has a stick that it's just breaking and putting back together uh, via magic. So it is like a, a tick, a nervous tick. It has. Do I it still have like... the manacles on? Yes, you do. So I can't do magic at all. No. Uh, so there's that tiefling. There is a pair of humans that are sitting in the corner, kind of skulking. They uh, look as though they have been in some sort of fight. Uh, One of them is sporting a pretty bad black eye. There's a dwarf sitting against the wall. Uh, They are also manacled uh, with the same ones that you have. And there there are two large hulking figures in full armor and a goblin. Can I talk to the goblin? Sure. I have a feeling I know who this is. No, you don't. Um, character knowledge versus player knowledge. Gosh, <laughs> Nicole. I didn't mean like I, the character knew who it was. I meant I probably do. Um, so I kind of want to just like stroll up and are, is he manacled? 
No. No. I kind of want to stroll up and, and just be like, hi, I'm Tora. How, who, who are you? What'd you do to get in here? That's an awful lot of questions for uh, some sort of magic user here. Uh, what? What? That, uh, hi, Tora, right? I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm Reg. Reg! <laughs> Where are you from, Reg? Why are you so friendly? Um, hello, usually this is my bag. Sorry, I'm just off guard. Um, uh, yeah, I'm from the, I'm from the barony. How, 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 where are you from? I'm from the circle of all. Oh, yeah. What did you, what'd you do to get put in the manacles? Uh. Something good, something juicy, right? Did you burn someone's face off? Kind of. Uh, not, (laughs) not on purpose, though. I was trying to protect me and my... And I like motion behind me to the my friends. Uh, I was trying to protect my friends, so I kind of threw up a wall of fire. Oh, that's a big no-no here. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. No, no wonder you're here. Any chance you know how to get these off? <laughs> uh, well, I may. However, I won't. <laughs> Why not? You don't know you. <laughs> yeah, I, I have. Well, first, I have no idea who you are, and second, I'm here for a minor infraction, and I don't want to be here for a major infraction. I won't tell anyone it was you. I'm sure you won't. You seem very nice and very naive. (laughs) (laughs) I was just being friendly. Uh, Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I mean, I'm uh, starved for conversation, you see, my... Buddy's here, and he gestures back at the big hulking figures. Uh, they aren't too big on talking, so. So I, I like, look up at them, and I'm like, Hi, I'm Tora. Uh, they look at you through their, through the helmets that they are wearing, and you see some, uh, some eyes staring back at you, but you hear no response from them. See what I mean? They're, uh, (laughs) not talkers. Strong but silent types. Got it. <laughs> yes. They are handy to have around. Everyone needs a little muscle, right? Oh, I guess so. That's that's what I have my magic for, but can't do anything about it. A shame. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could tell me how to get these things off? Ah, well, I imagine you just, uh, listen to what the coppers say and hope that they let you free. But big walls of fire generally are frowned upon in public places. I was just trying to protect my friends. I wasn't trying to hurt anyone. Mm, yes, yes. So. So I don't know what a, I don't know what a kenko is. Kenko is right. We talked uh, about that. Well, you you've seen one now. You don't exactly know what they're called, I guess. Yeah. So I was like, that bird person over there attacked us. Oh, kenko, huh? He's uh. He looks a little worse for wear. Three versus one. I guess that'll do it, huh? I uh, I pick up my head. I go more like one versus one. And then I look at the two of them. <laughs> That's Pax. Hello, Pax. My <laughs> name is Reg. How do you do? <laughs> Sup, Reg. And my other friend is a Marquess. She's important. Oh, a Marquess. <laughs> my lady. <laughs> 
Maxine is looking forward and she's got her hand over her face and she's like, stop, stop. No, no, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> you say, Marques, the two humans in the corner kind of perk up and look over at you. I stare them in the face with daggers through my eyes. Like, don't you dare look at her. Uh, roll me an intimidation, please. Since when are you so protective of Maxine? Well, I've been in a copper mantle precinct before, I'm pretty sure. Do I know what copper mantles are? Yeah, the Circle of All has copper mantles. They're not as... Regimented? <laughs> Think less police and more Peace Corps. Gotcha. Sixteen. All right, you uh, shoot daggers at the two humans as they're looking at the Marquess, and uh, they immediately uh, shrink back into their corner and uh, don't look over that way again. <laughs> nice. So, Reg, what did you do to get in here? You said a minor infraction? What does that uh, mean? Well, it's, it's not important. Well, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's really not important. You know, that someone, I just found my hands in someone else's pockets, and most individuals frown upon that. Oh. It's, it was a simple mistake. I... I missed my own pocket, surely. It's it's an honest mistake, you see. Of course, of course. Tora's like, I stick my hands in people's pockets all the time. <laughs> I've never been in a jail before. So I don't Shocking. know I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yes, this is the the least free you have ever felt. Yeah. I'm sure that you're feeling some sort of anxiety, but I'm not going to tell oh, you. Oh, yeah, that's why I'm talking to this random stranger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this nervousness. A nervous talker. I don't like being shackled. It's freaking me out. Maxine turns around and she's like, okay, Tora, rule one of jail. Don't make friends. This is not camp. Well, 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 the Marquess has a voice. Hello, how are you? It's so nice to meet you. Hello, my name is Reg. Marquess, um, blankety blank? Eh? 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 He looks I'm... at you as though he's looking for your name. I'm so sorry. Um, Veg, was it? Yes, uh, I do not have time... And then she just looks forward, like to not even to finish the sentence. Like she just like... <laughs> crosses her arms and like looks forward again out the cell door. And I like pipe up out of nowhere. Oh, her name's Maxine. <laughs> ah, Marquez Maxine. <laughs> like, Tora. <laughs> what? This is my new friend Reg. Um, uh, the Marquez Maxine. Uh, uh, Luxon, Luxon, Luxon houses, Luxon houses. Who are you? No, no. He's in his mind no. palace. <laughs> uh, At this point, Maxine's offended. <laughs> it's taken him too long. And then you should just be like, Monroe. <laughs> Maxine, uh, Cornwall. No, not Cornwall. Uh, How dare you? Was, um, They're tra what a trash house. <gasps> You're not one of the one of Ashkani's estate. You're not of the well. But looking at you, you're definitely not from the the um the ones that give all their money away. Mm. Forgive me, please. I'm part of the barony. I don't I don't really keep up to date on the Luxons. But oh, Monroe, 
Maxine Monroe. <laughs> You're married to um She gets very excited. You what was his name? Ah, it's on the tip of my tongue. Sing, what is it? <laughs> you don't remember your own husband's name? Oh no. Not <laughs> even a little bit. Not even a little bit. I, I remember I said it once day we got married. And then why would I remember something I never say? Yeah. Well, you know. Anyway. I'll find out one day. <laughs> Wait, you have a uh, you husband know, that you don't even know who he is? Darling, darling, darling. My dear, dear druid? <laughs> yes, that's me. The adults are talking now. Oh. <laughs> now, I've been looking for a contact in Lux. You know, it's very hard to get in there. Now, uh, uh, Marques, might you be interested in a, in a little business with the barony? He does a little shimmy. <laughs> uh, she <laughs> looks at him and is like, I have um, no need for your business, but ah. thank you. For ah, well, you know, that's, uh, that's a shame. It really is. All right, well, I guess I just wait. Wait for what? And then you hear a voice say, Reg, Zuff, and Giro, you're free to go. <laughs> And you see that there's a uh, a new individual at the uh, the holding cell gate. It is a dwarven silver mantle. Mm. The oh, silver mantle, remember, are the lawyers. Yeah. Yes, and the lawmakers. Ah, Rajini, thank you so much for your help. Ah, oh, it is so good to have friends in high places. And uh, as he's walking by, he shoots uh, a look at Maxine. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, I really couldn't have done this without you. Thank you so much for smoothing everything's over. Reg, Reg, Reg. Now, don't say anything else. Go on your business and keep your hands to yourself. Please. I can't keep bailing you out like this. I, uh, I walk up and I kind of like lean casually against the uh one of the posts of the jail cell and i'm like who's your friend reg uh, well for genie yeah she's she's my lawyer friend oh, sorry silver mantle friend i don't like when you call them lawyers hey how you doing my name's pax um it's a pleasure to meet you uh we'll we'll be with you in a second well i won't but someone will Maxine says word and she's like, hi, hi, Mar Marques Maxine Monroe. I'm sure you've heard of me. Reg pipes up and he says, ah, Rajini, Rajini. Yeah, you don't want to deal with her. She's really a piece of work. You know, she's just, she's very rude. <laughs> he says under his breath, like in his hand, but like loud enough that you can definitely hear it. Like he's not trying to hide it. She, she leans down, looks at Reg and puts her hand on his shoulder and is like, come on, Reg, we're friends. And gives ah. him a look as like, help me out, and yes, I will help the barony kind of look. Ah, roll me perf 
performance. That I can do. Yeah, that's going to be a performance. We're going to see if he can catch it. Can I, I'm going to go up to her, the lawyer, and or towards the lawyer and say, Hi, I'm Dora. <laughs> 19. <laughs> okay, uh, Reg gets a look of realization on his face and he says, Well, you know, uh... Yeah, maybe I was too hasty in my assumption of it. She's, um, she's fine. <laughs> uh, h- hello, I'm Rogini. It's a pleasure to meet you. You too. Uh, yep. <laughs> Tor. Uh, <laughs> Maxine, uh, kind of, like, pushes Tor out of the way and she puts her hands out, hand out to, like, shake his hand, or her hand, and is like... You see, there's been just a small misunderstanding. My friend here is from the Circle of All. She doesn't understand our customs, and she caused a big wall of fire, and everyone freaked out. So if you could possibly get us out of here, we have places to be. Well, uh... Can that be a performance, or a persuasion? The the look that she's giving you says that she looks like she's willing to help you so far. Okay. Um... So she she doesn't you don't feel like she would need to be persuaded. Okay. Um well you see I can offer my services um for price. She, Obviously. She says a little under her breath. I ask, what's the price? Well under my breath. We uh I don't work in gold, it's too hard to trace, but I do work in she looks around. Favors. Okay. Is she cute? <laughs> Is she cute? <laughs> That's either subjective or objective, and I don't know which one it is. I think it's objective. Is she cute? Maxine would be into that. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Nice. Do you, like, raise an eyebrow to her or something? Yes, I do. Suggestively. 100%. She looks at you and... No, not... Not, not those type of favors. Um, no, you've gotten the wrong idea. Um, oh, well, this, darn. Well, what favors? At this point, she's opened the gate for uh, Reg and... Reg, Zuff, and Giro, and they are now through to the other side. Mm-hmm. Bye, um, Reg! Well, so long. So long. It was, it was a pleasure to meet you, and we'll be in touch. And he touches a finger to his nose. Uh, <laughs> I see it as like, <laughs> she looks pained and just points almost like a finger gun. Because she doesn't know what to do there. I just like, bye, Reg. <laughs> yeah, like, bye-bye. And you hear Reg uh, talk to Zuthin Giro. And he's like, come on, we've got to get to, we've got to get to Ilar's birth. Let's go. <laughs> just take the, just take the Grotty Tower. I, I know it's expensive. It's, I can pay for it, okay? Let's go. <laughs> I know there's three of us. And he, his voice trails down the hallway. I turn my attention back to... Uh, she's a dwarf, you said, right? Yes. Uh, I turn my, my attention back to her. Uh, I look both ways. And then I look at her. I'm like, if you need somebody found, I'm your person. What are you, dog the bounty hunter now? Like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Keep it going. I am a bounty hunter. I know hunter. you're a bounty hunter, but like that sounds more like a dog the bounty hunter kind of thing. It's my speciality. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we're not looking for anyone. We already know where they are. What we need is we need... How to put this delicately? Um, 
Hold on one second. She looks around and sees all the other people in the cells uh, are looking towards you all. And um, she oh, she says, I'll be right back. And she leaves. And she um, comes back with a copper mantle. Uh, one of the, the ones that you were talking to earlier when you were apprehended. The copper mantle opens the gate and says, All right, Tora and... Pax and Madame, Ma- Madame, Marques. 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 She says very angrily. Excuse me, Marques. Maxine Monroe, come with me. We're going to get your statement now. Uh, Silvermantle Rareni is going to take this under her duties. So. Like no one in this entire realm has ever heard of titles. This way, and the copper mantle leads you to a room. Uh, where Rargini is sitting uh, behind a table, and uh, the copper mantle takes the uh, manacles off of Torah at this point. Thank God. And you feel <laughs> you feel a warmth coming from your tiger's eye necklace. And I'm just like now. rubbing my wrists, like those things hurt. Yeah, and so you you slowly start to feel better as uh, the the warmth radiates from your your chest all into your limbs and extremities and you're you're feeling better uh so magic can happen now this is where the magic happens hey <laughs> so Vargini says okay so here's the deal we're not gonna get a statement from you obviously obviously um you here are going to do me a favor and i won't have the copper mantles arrest you. Deal? I nod. I also nod. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So. Uh, I nudge Tora. <laughs> what? Be chill. What'd I do? <laughs> so, as you may have guessed, um, I don't exactly work with the most reputable of individuals. However, I get results, and that's what matters. So, what I need you all to do is I need you to plant some incriminating evidence on someone that I'm trying to put behind bars for a long time. They have evaded me for many, many years. I I know that they are trouble. And I need them off the streets. However, up to this point, I have not been able to do that, and it is frustrating. Very frustrating. So, are are you all okay with this? Is this something that you feel your skill sets will... Well, you're in luck, because I am a bounty hunter with many skills. Ah. I just need to slip something into someone's pockets? Yes, I can do that. Well, that's where it gets a little tricky. See, the incriminating evidence we need to plant is in the form of, um, well, to put this bluntly, um, I need to get this individual tied to a series of serial murders. What? Of livestock. Okay. Huh? We gotta put a horse head in his bed? Not a horse head, no. Um... I don't think I like where this is going. 
How are you uh, expressing that? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I kind of just like look horrified and I'm like, what do you mean livestock? Oh, no, no, it's a, it's okay. Um, Torah, was it? Really, it's... Um, so you are aware of spider silk, correct? Yeah. And you know that the giant spiders, where it comes from, are farmed? Yeah. In fellows? Sure. And it's a very lucrative and very dangerous prospect? Mm-hmm. Well, you see, this person that I'm trying to get put away for a very long time has been killing these spiders, <gasps> these gentle giants. No. And we need to we need to put them away. How? <laughs> I mean <laughs> Protect the spiders. We need to get one of these giant spiders. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and we need to get one of this person's blades which they are known for, and we need to put two and two together, and she makes a gesture with her hands, like a spider and a blade, and she goes <gasps> into the with the one the pointer finger into the spider that is her fist. If this <laughs> spider doesn't die, many others will. So one life to save many. I hate that. I hate it's that. The trolley logic. problem. That's trolley fine. problem. I hate that logic. Train conundrum or whatever. <laughs> That's what it is. I called it, the train conundrum. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is a conundrum, isn't it? S kill one spider to to save dozens. See, the the issue is that uh one of these giant spiders has been being slain every few days. How do you know it's this person doing it if you can't put proof on them? I have my ways. Who is this person? Well, that is for later. First, I need you all to prove yourselves that you can apprehend or not apprehend. I need you to show that you can corral one of these giant spiders, and then we'll worry about getting the blade in order to plant the incriminating evidence. Why don't we just get the blade and find the next dead spider and then just be like, whoops, drop the blade. Oh, look who it is. <laughs> Is that not how that works? Precisely well, what I was thinking. See, the, the, the issue with the, the spiders is that the, the killing blow has always been dealt in a very similar fashion. And it's only done by one of these... They're, they're magical blades, really. And so what we need to do is we need to get one of these magical blades and perform the act, just dispatching the arachnids by other means will not be enough to make the the case for causation. No, I mean, like, what if we find, like, the next time this person does kill a spider, we find the spider, and then we drop the blade down on the ground near it, and then we're like, oh man... 
Is this Maxine talking or is this Emily? This is talking? Emily talking. Maxine does not talk like <laughs> oh, that. Oh man. Yeah, I was gonna say this doesn't sound like Maxine. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> no, she doesn't talk like that. Emily talks like that. Um Talking character. Sorry. <clears throat> So I don't understand why we can't just let this person murder again and then we take the blade and drop it and say we found it at the crime scene and that just ties them to the murder that they they done did already. <laughs> also, that wasn't her. <laughs> that ties them to the murder that has already been committed. So we don't have to kill the spider. Uh, option B... Why don't we just stake out the spiders, let the culprit strike, and then we bring them Kill into them. justice? Oh. Or that. <laughs> Whichever <laughs> you, you want. <laughs> Flip a coin. Do you think that my associates and myself haven't tried this already? Why do you think that I've been after this person for years? We're not your associates. Also, how do I know that I can trust you? You were just in a holding cell in a grotty tower wrongfully that was not our fault that was an unfortunate accident says the one who put up the wall of fire i believe and she flips through a parchment and yeah torah wall I, of fire manacled. i was just doing it to protect my friends ah well that believe me that can be spun in very many ways and you could uh end up behind bars for much longer and with much more unsavory folk not everyone's as friendly as Reg. I try and turn her attention back to me and I go, we can do your job for you. We're just going to need a little bit of faith. Well, unfortunately for you, I don't operate on faith. I operate on results. And what I need is results. And I operate on information, which you're not really giving us. Well, this is the information I'm giving you right now. Do with it what you will. The spiders are uh, in the easternmost district of Fellows, and they are guarded heavily. I do not know how this individual is getting in to take them down. The one that we are after uh, is only known as the Wraith. Who are the uh, spiders guarded by? They're guarded by the warehouse security team. They are brutish types they are magic users they are uh, scouts and sentries they have uh, upped the security substantially and even with the upped security they have not been able to find this individual the wraith how, how do we get to fellows well i'm sure you could hire a cart okay <laughs> <laughs> i chuckle a little bit so the Warehouse is in the easternmost uh, part of Fellows. It is right off of uh, the lake. She hates lakes. <laughs> Tora hates lakes. Tora definitely does not hate lakes. Birds and oh, lakes. I fucking hate <laughs> Don't birds. do birds. Don't do lakes. What even is a lake? It's like a big pond. Fuck off. Be ocean or be nothing. <laughs> okay, Rod Swanson. <laughs> Yes, it's right off Centra Lake. I like lakes. <laughs> so, uh, if you uh, agree, or unless you'd like to be held for longer... No, thank you. 
<laughs> no, we'll we'll squash your bug problem. Let's go. Uh, this is the layout of the warehouse, and she slides on a parchment what look like blueprints to the to the warehouse over to you, and uh, says, and uh, you can see the uh, the exact address is scrawled right there. I hope you don't have any trouble finding it. Uh, so, yeah. What's the plan here? Are we getting like a big jar and bringing this thing back, or like what's up? Well, uh, there that <laughs> that is uh, not an option. Um, I I was obviously being facetious. Tell me what we're doing. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so you need to uh, you're going to put the spider in this, and she puts a box down in front of you. It's not a jar. It's a magical containment field. Ah, different. It is. You see, <laughs> you have to you have to draw out the magical containment runes on the ground and then you press the activation button on the chamber. If you do not draw the runes correctly, whatever you try and put in there isn't going to go in there. So please, pick your individual with best penmanship for this. She slides another parchment across. This is the rune that you'll need for this containment chamber. It is an intricate working uh, big cir circular rune and it's has all of these markings all over it. It's, it's very ornate. I get like kind of up in her face a little bit and I'm like, I didn't attend calligraphy camp for seven years in a row to be told I don't have good penmanship. I'll be taking that. That is such an Amy Santiago thing to say. Like, it's not <laughs> even funny. Emily has a fucking horrible handwriting, but Maxine, however, Same. is gorgeous. Apparently, it looks like a professional. Apparently having bad penmanship is a sign of genius, so. Obviously. <laughs> and Maxine is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rogini looks at you uh, while you're like right up in her face and she goes, here's your chalk. <laughs> I've seen better. Oh God. It doesn't matter. Now get out. Go get me a spider. I, p I pick up the, the fancy jar and we go. Okay. You all are free of the grotty tower. All right, let's go catch us a bug. Is there any like earth around? <laughs> Yes, there is a, there's a nice little patch of landscaping outside the grotty uh, tower or the grotty checkpoint. I just want to like stop and like bend down and just like put my hands in it and just feel it for a second. I, I point at Tora and look at Pax and I'm like, okay, and I got yelled at for saying she liked dirt. <laughs> I, I turn to her and I go, yeah, this is a little weird right now. Thank you. I just, I just need to feel centered. <laughs> okay, pick up your dirt and come, like, bring it with you. We have to go. <laughs> okay, I'm coming. <laughs> you can, we have dirt at home. Let's go. <laughs> the dirt at home, sand. <laughs> I hate sand. Okay, Anakin. Uh, okay, we're going, right? <laughs> yep. I'm not going to make you all go to another carriage person. I'm just going to say you hire a carriage and get there. Fanciest carriage. It runs you, this time, 40 gold, Maxine. Okay. Charge it. They don't... <laughs> you don't have a tab. 
Put it on my card. Put it, charge it to my, not to my weird husband who I don't remember his name. <laughs> so you uh, take the fanciest carriage. Oh, right. Uh, it's it's fancy, but it doesn't have like a sweets and treats option. It's just got fancy pillows. That's really the only thing that makes it fancy. This is the... Maxine gets a bottle of champagne for the road. <laughs> okay, road <that'll>... champ. <laughs> road champ. <laughs> no, that'll cost you a couple silver. Okay. Charge I, it. <laughs> I, I see that you're keeping careful track of your gold. Not even a little bit. Did you guys come up with like some hilarious amount yet? Nope. No. <laughs> I basically I've decided as long as it doesn't affect like actual stuff, if it's just for flavor, I think it's fine. But I think if I ever tried to be like I pay for this like a, like plus four weapon or what the fuck ever. I think that he'd be like he'd call my bullshit at that point. Weapons only go up to plus three. Yeah. So. See. Oh my god. <laughs> I think he'd call my bullshit. But if I'm like I get a bottle of champagne for the road, I think he's like, all right. Oh, See, road champ is is a plus. Yes, it's needed. Yeah. yeah. Well, we know that you've got a bag of holding. However, bag of holdings can only hold so much weight. And gold coins are heavy. Can you put a bag of, hold bag of holding in or a bag of holding? Yeah, you can certainly try. I'll tell you what happens. Oh, yeah. It's like a whole thing. Yep. It uh, sends everything to the astral plane. It, That's right. It sucks everything within a 10-foot radius. That's right. From the, bag from the point where the two bags collide, and it pulls everything in. That's hilarious. And sends it through the astral That's plane. That's right. Including people. So a bag of holding inside a bag of holding creates like a black hole, kind of? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it, so it works, cool! It works with any interdimensional object. So any portable holes, any um, bag of holdings. I want to test this theory. <laughs> Probably do not. You can certainly try. <laughs> I want to do it. Tor's, Tor's like, what? Magic is so cool, y'all. <laughs> Look what I can do. <laughs> So, hypothetically, if you have, a, like, what is it, the magic hole thing on the ground, right? Portable hole. Yeah. Portable hole. So if you throw a portable hole down, you put somebody in it, and then you throw a bag of holding in it, the whole thing just goes to the astral plane, right? Yep. And that person is, like, gone forever. And everything also within 10 feet, though. Yeah, everything so, like, within 10, 10 feet gets sucked in. <laughs> I'll throw it in there. Yeah, that's fine. Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> Aww, we can't say Kobe anymore. No, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. No. Trash Jordan. Anyway, Jordan. As long as we're talking about uh, Michael basketball Jordan. and not <laughs> baseball, because he sucked at baseball. I thought you were going to say <laughs> not our brother-in-law. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jordan. Yes. Every time I throw a basket, I'm going to say Jordan, even though yep. Jordan does not play basketball, but he just because he's enough. really tall. He's tall it's enough, Jesus Christ. Just because he's really tall, and that's the only reason I'll say it from now on. Jordan is six foot six. He doesn't play basketball, doesn't like it. Yes. <laughs> I should ask Jordan if it's okay if I post that photo that we took of the two of us next to each other at IdiotCon, because this, the height difference is hilarious. I thought it already went up on uh, Twitter. I never posted that particular one because I didn't want to, you know, because I know Jordan doesn't have social media, so I didn't know how he'd feel about it. You could it. superimpose the picture of, like, that we use for him on the website over his face. 
Just use. Just a- ask him. I'm sure he'd be fine with it. No, 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 no. That's too simple. Just put Agamir's picture over Jordan's yes. face. Yes. Just get sh- a picture of Shark Boy and put it right over Agamir's <laughs> face. Oh no! Oh, baby Taylor Lautner. Um. Anyway, I have a quick question. Shouldn't should we be uh studying them their plans? What? The plans of the uh, the warehouse? The building plans. Yes. Yes, you should be. Mm-hmm. I do that. I do that too. <laughs> okay. Uh, the building itself, it's a... This is a massive structure. This is probably one of the largest structures in all of Fellows. The building itself is uh, 500 feet long. And it's two to three hundred feet uh, wide in places. So it fluctuates between two and three hundred feet. Um, you look at it, there are places for corrals for the spiders. These are giant spiders, so they're, they're big boys. Uh, they're not itty-bitty little spiders. Now, okay, when you say giant spider, are you talking like Aragog, or are you talking like more like the size of like a big dog? Uh, we're talking Aragog. Okay. How's it going to fit in this box thing? Uh, Magic. Magic. (laughs) You know what? This is going to turn into that fantasy island bullshit all over again. (laughs) I don't know what you... I'm sure I don't know what you mean. (laughs) Magic. (laughs) Magic. It's a magic box. Fantasy box. (laughs) I'm the DM. I make all of the magic items in this world. Fantasy box sounds like a really bad porno. It does. <laughs> yeah, so 500 feet uh, long, 200 to 300 feet deep. There are massive holding pens for each of the giant spiders that live there. It looks like there are dozens of spiders living within this facility. Um, it is multi-leveled, and there is a big warehouse for all of the magical spider silk to be kept and then transported away. So there's a big cargo holding uh, place. So with the building being so large, it's interesting that there are only a few points of entry. There are points of entry on either side of the holding pens, uh, which is in one of the wider parts of the warehouse. But there is only one on each side, one on the north side, one on the south side. uh, And it spans... 300 feet by 200 feet. So, with that, there aren't really any windows. Uh, it's you, you can't tell by the, uh, the diagram, but you can kind of guess the spiders are kind of sensitive to sunlight. Pax would probably know that information, uh, living in the Underdark for some time. The giant spiders don't really like the daylight. Sound. So, no windows. So, this... Looking at everything, the building should be pretty easily defensible and easy to keep people out of. So you're kind of at a loss for how they're not seeing someone get in. Are there any buildings nearby that are taller or on the same height or at the same height as the uh, roof of that building? You can't tell from where you from the carriage because it's just the diagram of the building itself. The surrounding buildings are not identified on the. Uh, diagram that you were given. We're going to need to stake that out if uh, 
Maybe we can go in through the roof. Maybe. We could do that, or we could lie our way in. Uh, I don't like that, unless you uh, want to take point on it. Uh, duh. Like, I'm gonna let you lie our way in. Have you lost <laughs> your mind? Is it Emily or Maxine? Maxine. <laughs> I give her a real dirty look. No, we just go up and say that we're here investigating the disappearances of the spiders, and then we uh, we go in, and then we get a spider, and then we're like, all right, lads, we uh, checked it all out, and then we leave. And then I kind of express, like, what if the person that's killing these spiders, in fact, works as the security guard there? Then we just give ourselves away, and they're going to come- Then they'll shit their pants when we walk in. Won't they? Because we're there investigating. Who knows how many people are involved in this if it's the security. Who cares if it is them? We're taking us, we're framing somebody. We're not actually investigators. We're just trying to steal a spider so we can frame this person for, like, doing it. Shit. I'm just trying to steal a spider. If you want to go in through the roof and you want to, like, rappel down, if you want to mission impossible this, fine. You do that. I'm going to Ocean's Eleven it, okay? (laughs) (laughs) what about um where are the spiders being being killed by the wraith are they being killed in the warehouse uh it wasn't abundantly clear when rar genie was speaking to you about it yeah exactly so if they were killed in the warehouse which it's likely they were why would we take the spider out of the warehouse dude this is just what she wants so that she won't take us to jail i don't give a shit i'm just doing what she told me to do you in character out of character out of character (laughs) like maxine doesn't give a shit she's just doing what she was told which is to go in here steal a spider and then leave well pax is reading between the lines okay you go on the roof i'm gonna go to the front and ask questions split the party split the party then you come with me to the front fine Maxine's not climbing a roof. Lost your mind. In these heels? Uh, Tora, you feel your tiger's eye necklace get, um, pretty, pretty warm. Why? I don't know. Why? (laughs) Uh, okay. So I, like, hold it and I say, my necklace is getting hot. Ew. (laughs) Ew. Ew, why? I guess roll for Arcana? I don't know. Sure, go for it. It's your necklace. You know more about it than I do. Does she? It's funny saying stuff like that because I'm the DM. (laughs) 19. Okay, this has happened to you on a few occasions. Usually the necklace only gets warm when you are performing magic. But in this case, uh, or in some cases, it gets warm when uh, an animal is trying to contact you directly. Oh. Okay, so... (laughs) What do I usually do when that happens? You hold the necklace up to your ear. Hello? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) When it's happened in the past, you've been in the circle of all, and there are animals just kind of all around you. So it's not very difficult to find out which animal is trying to contact you. But you being on a carriage right now and going through uh, city streets, 
it is a little more difficult to figure out who exactly is trying to contact you. So what do I do? If you'd <laughs> like, you can roll an investigation and try and find an animal. Uh, spot the animal! I spy with my little eye. I was going to say, is this like, you know, some Let's kind play of road, car trip, games. road trip game? <laughs> Yeah. Carriage games. You've got to find all the license plates. You've got to find Ilar's birth. You've got to find Fellows. You have to find out his bounty. All on the carriage plates. 16. You look out the carriage window and it... Let's say it's... You're, you're getting close to where you're trying to get to, so dusk is starting to fall. Or night is starting to fall. It's dusk now. Twilight, if you will. And you look out the window and you catch a glimpse of some reflected light and some eyes staring at you through from a bush. And you hear a low growl. Is it my tiger? Can I tell? As your eyes adjust to the darkness outside, you can tell that it is a large feline. <laughs> Do you say that in character in the carriage with us? Yeah, are you saying this out loud? Or like, what's yeah, sure. Uh, tiger, tiger, tiger. <laughs> are you... What, what's happening? I look at Pax and like, is she broken? What's going on? I don't know. How do we fix her? Stop. I can, I can sense animals, guys. It's my friend. Oh, God, she is broken. <laughs> is it definitely my tiger friend? Uh, yeah, you recognize the markings. It's your your tiger friend. Did I give it a name? I forgot. I don't think I did. You don't really talk in names with the creature. It doesn't have a name for itself, and you kind of respect that, but you get a feeling of its name. Like, whenever you're talking with it. You know? Some yeah. hippie shit. Yeah, it's some hippie shit. <laughs> it's okay. real granola. Real crunchy. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, what do I do now? I don't know what to do. Uh, if you look on your spell sheet, you should have a little spell I like to call Speak with Animals. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. As far as I know, the cart is still going. So is this uh, tiger just walking alongside the cart now? I, I imagine that you have stopped the cart at this point. All she did was say, tiger, tiger, tiger. <laughs> okay, Speak with Animals. There you are. You gain the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts for 10 minutes. Okay, I do that. Okay. Uh, you hold on to your... Well, what does it look like when you cast Speak with Animals? Lay it on me. What do you do? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you pretty much were about to describe what I would have. So, like, I hold on and I, I close my eyes and I picture myself talking to the tiger. <laughs> okay you reach out with your mind to speak with we we talked it's a tigress correct yes it's a lady tiger so it's a lady tiger you reach out with your mind and you uh make contact with the tigress and she says to you i must be swift i can't be spotted here i'm in that's because she's striped <laughs> oh boy well the village idiot this week is <laughs> I'm so sorry 
That's where we're going to end this week. We can't do any more. That's it. <laughs> God, Emily, I love you the so much. The pause after I said it was very good, y'all. <laughs> Not a single laugh. I appreciated it. It's <laughs> just dead silence. I loved it. My people, my crowd. Go on. <laughs> the tigress looks at you and says, I must be swift. I can't be spotted here. I've risked myself to come all the way from the Circle of All to tell you of things that have been happening. What's going on? Is everything okay? And I, I say in my mind. I don't think so. I've been drawn to this place across the water in the stone jungle. There are wounds here. Tell me more. There are, I've felt wounds in the shadows, and there's much pain and much torment here. Do you mean the spiders? The tigress says yes. The spiders. Something unnatural is occurring. Well, we're on our way to save them. Be cautious, young one. Not all is well. Oh, do you sense anything else? There's darkness. Oh. As she says that, you hear a, a clatter nearby and someone drops a crate and goes, oh, I told you you shouldn't have been loading us up while you was drunk. And uh, the tiger says, I must go. Be safe, my friend. You as well. And uh, the she, she bounds away into the darkness. Oh, I'll miss you. Okay, so I, I tell them what my tiger friend just told me, even though they're probably looking at me like I'm fucking crazy. They just saw you kind of staring over at the bushes. Pax probably saw. Maxine, not quite so sure. I didn't care, but I was mostly just, like, concerned. You've also been drinking champagne, so... It's true. I'm not that concerned. <laughs> You're just here for your community service. Yeah. <laughs> I look at her, I look at her staring at a bush and I assume that's normal for druids and I go back to what I'm doing, <laughs> which is drinking. Drinking. Uh, yeah, so I tell them about my conversation with my tiger friend. I explain that my we have a connection and that she was warning me of the dangers that could lie ahead and that there was something unnatural and blah de blah blah you heard the conversation. I look at her kind of bleary a little bit, like I haven't really been paying attention, and I'm like, a bush told you all that? A tiger, Maxine, <gasps> a tiger. There's a tiger here? <sighs> I thought we were here for spiders. We should go. Yes, we should. We need to save the spiders. Save I thought we were I thought we were just kidnapping and killing one. Is that not? La 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 <laughs> I guess that's saving them. <laughs> so you all were in the middle of trying to figure out what exactly your plan was. Um, listen, here's what I'm thinking. We go up there, we I we introduce ourselves as investigators in this crime. We say that someone important sent us. I'm sure I can think of a name. Give me a minute. Um, and so this important person sent us, we need to ask some questions. And this way we can interrogate people, figure out what's going on. We can like look in all the places without like worrying about getting caught. And then we 
excuse, we find a reason to branch off, snag a spider, and then we just dip out. Just scoot. And then we scoot. Scoot, scoot. Scoot, scoot. Like the end of a, of a lovely soiree that wasn't very lovely and we're trying to leave before cocktail hour. You understand. But you still steal some of the appetizers off the trays and stuff them in your pockets. See, you get it. Yeah, in this case, <laughs> the appetizers are the spider. In this case, spiders are the appetizer. Cue <laughs> Tora. Wait, we're going to eat them? No! <laughs> Not without being dipped in chocolate. Ugh. Gross. They're spiders. delicacy and luxe. Spiders have hairy legs. Do you shave your spiders? Do you no. shave your spiders? <laughs> We use the miniature spiders. We're not animals. They don't have as much hair. I don't know why you're talking to me. I'm not there. There's a booming voice. Do you shave your spiders? Yes, God. <laughs> there are no gods. You're the village idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, everyone chill with impersonating investigators? Impersonating investigators? Impersonating investigators? Impersonating investigators? I almost did it, and then I didn't. I did it. Okay, let's do it. I look at Tora and I'm like, can you be an investigator? I can be quiet. Better. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. You do that. It'll probably be better for me to be quiet so I can sense the animals. I do look at her and I put my hands on her face and I say, no fire, no walls of fire. Okay. Thank I promise. you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. So you all continue your carriage ride. The uh, the carriage driver lets you off and seems to be glad that you all are out of his carriage. <laughs> he goes, up, 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 and uh, gets the, the carriage going real quick when he lets you off. But you are in front of this warehouse now. You can see all of the buildings around it. Uh, it doesn't seem that there are any buildings taller than the warehouse around, uh, at least not from the vantage point that you are at. You are on the north side of the um, the warehouse itself. So yeah, you have uh, arrived at the destination that you will be in next episode, because that's where we're going to end this week. Fuck! You were just getting into it, too. Man, I finally get to just... You keep stopping me right before I get to, like, use my deception skill. This is, like... This is what I made this character to do. Man, that blows. I guess you're going to be able to do a lot of it next episode on the (sighs) Village Idiots podcast. Why would you make that noise when I'm doing my outro? I guess you get to do that next week on the Village Idiots podcast. (laughs) Thank you all so much for watching... Watching? Listening? Watching if you're watching the stream right now, because we do stream every Thursday. Until we don't. Um, Nail it. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you had a good time tuning in. I hope my players had a great time playing. I had a great time DMing. Uh, the Village Idiot this week. Uh, it took me a little bit of doing, but uh, I figured out who it is. Um... Maxine is going to be the Village Idiot this week. Explain yourself. All right, I will do it, and you are immediately going to agree with me for <clears throat> the reason that Maxine was the village idiot this week is because she, without a second 
thought turned down a connection with the barony of Talaria to expand her wealth. Mm. That's fair, I guess. But I, at the end, I did take it. You did take it begrudgingly. Begrudgingly. So, this week's village idiot is Madame... Or, sorry, Marquess Maxine Monroe. Thank you. God, I helped you come up with the title, too. It's three mm. M's, man. Three M's. Yeah, Madame. No. Is also an M. No. Marquess. So, if you want to yell at me for getting names wrong on Twitter, you can... They can they can do that, right, Nicole? Social media's a thing. They definitely can. They can go to Twitter and follow us at Village Idiot Pod. You can find me personally at Nicole the Nerdy. You can find me at J Roma Twenty. I'm at Neurotic Good. You can find me at Village Idiots DM. And um, Jordan is not on social media. He's also. Not on the podcast right now. We we fired him. He's gone. No, I'm <laughs> I'm joking. We didn't. He's on paternity leave. We um, miss you, Jordan. We miss you. We love you. We hope that the wee babby is so good. I bet you ten dollars he's not listening to this in between. Hey. Nope. Hey. Maybe he will. <laughs> <laughs> I think he does better than I do. He's got a he got a pregnant wife and, and then soon a wee babby. He he's not gonna have time to listen to podcasts. Well, that's we gave him this time so he could listen to our podcast. Anyway, the rest of the outro. We also have a website, villageidiotspodcast.com. Tons of cool stuff up there. We got some new artwork coming at you real soon, right, Justin? New artwork. Yeah, real soon. Coming to the website. Real mm-hmm. soon. So it's gorgeous. I can't wait for you all to see it. Uh, personally, my favorite thing that's on our website is the link to our Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, want to hear more from your favorite idiots? Well, you're in luck because we have a Patreon. For just a couple bucks a month, you'll have exclusive access to some DM insights with Nathan and behind the screens. Listen to Nicole and I BS and What's What with Dilly and Dally. And even a mini prequel campaign set in the world of Lanamora. If a subscription to our Patreon is too much of a commitment for you, we'd love if you could leave us a quick review on iTunes. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends about us, and new episodes come out every Tuesday, so stay tuned. Yes, please stay tuned. Uh, I remember right now, at the end of the episode, that last week I said we were going to have a guest host on this week, and due to a scheduling conflict, we did not, and I didn't mention it until right now. But hopefully, next week... We got ourselves a little guest host. Investigate some spiders. I hope they're not arachnophobic. <laughs> Tune in next week when we look at big old spiders. And bye. 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 bye.